Section one of Folklore and Legends Scandinavian. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sonia. Folklore and Legends Scandinavian by Charles John Tibbets. The Wonderful Plough. There was once a farmer who was master of one of the little black dwarfs that are the blacksmiths and armourers and he got him in a very curious way on the road leading to this farmer's ground there stood a stone cross and every morning as he went to his work he used to stop and kneel before this cross and pray for some minutes on one of these occasions he noticed on the cross a pretty bright insect of such a brilliant hue that he could not recollect having ever before seen the like in an insect he wondered greatly at this but still he did not disturb it the insect did not remain long quiet but ran without ceasing backwards and forwards upon the cross as if it was in pain and wanted to get away next morning the farmer again saw the very same insect and again it was running to and fro in the same state of uneasiness the farmer began now to have some suspicions about it and thought to himself would this now be one of the little black enchanters it runs about just like one that has an evil conscience as one that would but cannot get away a variety of thoughts and conjectures passed through his mind and he remembered what he had often heard from his father and other old people that when any of the underground people chance to touch anything holy they are held fast and cannot quit the spot so that they are extremely careful to avoid all such things but thought he you may even be something else and i should perhaps be committing a sin in taking the little insect away so he let it stay where it was when however he twice again found it in the same place and still running about with the same signs of uneasiness he said no it is not all right with it so now in the name of god he made a grasp at the insect which resisted and clung fast to the stone but he held it tight and tore it away by main force and lo then he found he had by the top of the head a little ugly black chap about six inches long screeching and kicking at a furious rate the farmer was greatly astounded at this sudden transformation still he held his prize fast and kept calling to him while he administered to him a few smart slaps be quiet be quiet my little man if crying was to do the business we might look for heroes in swaddling clothes we'll just take you with us a bit and see what you are good for the little fellow trembled and shook in every limb and then began to whimper most piteously and begged of the farmer to let him go no my lad replied the farmer i will not let you go till you tell me who you are and how you came here and what trade you know that enables you to earn your bread in the world at this the little man grinned and shook his head but said not a word in reply only begging and praying the more to get loose the farmer thought he must now entreat him if he would coax any information out of him but it was all to no purpose he then adopted the contrary method and whipped and slashed him but just to as little effect the little black thing remained as dumb as the grave for this species is the most malicious and obstinate of all the underground folk the farmer now got angry and said do but be quiet my child 
i should be a fool to put myself into a passion with such a little brat never fear i shall soon make you tame enough so saying he ran home with him and clapped him into a black sooty iron pot and put the iron lid upon it and laid on the top of the lid a great heavy stone then he set the pot in a dark cold room and as he was going out said to him stay there now and freeze till you are black i'll engage that at last you will answer me civilly twice a week the farmer went regularly into the room and asked his little black captive if he would answer him now but the little one still obstinately persisted in his silence the farmer had without success pursued this course for six weeks at the end of which time his prisoner at last gave up one day as the farmer was opening the room door of his own accord he asked him to come and take him out of his dirty gloomy dungeon promising that he would now cheerfully do all what was wanted of him the farmer first ordered him to tell him his history the black one replied my dear friend you know it just as well as i do or else you never would have had me here you see i happened by chance to come too near the cross a thing we little people may not do and then i was held fast and obliged instantly to let my body become visible in order that people might not recognize me i turned myself into an insect but you found me out when we get fastened to holy or consecrated things we can never get away from them unless a man takes us off that however does not happen without plague and annoyance to us though indeed to say the truth the staying fastened there is not over pleasant so i struggled against you too for we have a natural aversion to let ourselves be taken in a man's hand ho ho is that the tune with you cried the farmer you have a natural aversion have you believe me my sooty friend i have just the same for you and so you shall be away without a moment's delay and we will lose no time in making our bargain with each other but you must first make me some present what you will you have only to ask said the little one silver and gold and precious stones and costly furniture all shall be thine in less than an instant silver and gold and precious stones <laughs> and all such glittering fine things will i none said the farmer they have turned the heart and broken the neck of many a one before now and few are they whose lives they make happy i know that you are handy smiths and have many a strange thing with you that other smiths know nothing about so come now swear to me that you will make me an iron plough such that the smallest foal may be able to draw it without being tired and then run off with you as fast as your legs will carry you so the black swore and then the farmer cried out now in the name of god there you are at liberty and the little one vanished like lightning next morning before the sun was up there stood in the farmer's yard a new iron plough and he yoked his dog water to it and though it was of the size of an ordinary plough water drew it with ease through the heaviest clay land and it tore up prodigious furrows the farmer used this plough for many years and the smallest foal or the leanest little horse could draw it through the ground to the amazement of every one who beheld it without turning a single hair this plough made a rich man of the farmer for it cost him no horse-flesh and he led a cheerful and contented life by means of it hereby we may see that moderation holds out the longest and that it is not good to covet too much end of section one